Guys, I've got a cult podcast recommendation for you. The Cult Vault podcast. It's a deep dive, long format podcast that focuses on the testimonies of cult survivors and victims of high demand groups. Your host is Casey, releasing weekly interviews with people from all over the world who've experienced the coercion, manipulation, and undue influence that takes place in some of the world's most infamous cults. So check out the Cult Vault podcast wherever you hear and download podcasts. It's worth it. The Frankie Files. Cults, Mind Control, and Sexuality in Society by Frankie Tease. Follow me on Reddit at Frankie Tease and on Twitter at Frankie Tease for supplemental discussion. Join me on my new Substack at frankietease.substack.com, which covers timely news on cults, which there's a lot of. <laughs> it's going to shock you. The Frankie Files podcast is researched, written, Recorded and edited by me, Frankie Tees. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of The Frankie Files. This week I want to cover some observations on propaganda. Every first Tuesday I focus on mind control, and this week I'm going to fill your head with information. And the research I've done, it's going to tell its own story, and then I'll sum it up at the end. Uh, Since the pandemic, the gloves have definitely come off for pretty much everyone. Families have been divided. Politics have been divided. Relationships with friends have been divided. All over COVID protocol and lack of reporting on its origins. Everyone's got their opinion. But is it really their opinion? How come there's only like two camps? Meanwhile, a ton of social changes have taken place. Almost in secret but they're right in front of our face. Money has changed hands, and jobs have been lost. An insurrection's happened. Republicans said, my body, my choice, but not in that way. And Democrats have had the state and House, yet have completely failed to get anything done from campaign promises. We can't even get stuff. Gas prices are high. Inflation is high. And so is the propaganda. In fact, the propaganda has reached a fever pitch. Hot propaganda talking points, war, COVID protocol, gender, digital ID, censorship, ivermectin, free speech, social media censorship, critical race theory, and police, as well as sanctions. So I'm only naming a few hot topics, and I'm not going to get into those topics. The suspending or banning people is really happening, and that's what I want to get into. People who speak against war are getting severely punished here in the USA right now. This group think is really nuts. It doesn't matter if it's Democrat or Republican. People are getting way more comfortable being told exactly how to think <laughs> than repeating it. They're literally becoming talking heads for the state agenda, repeating what was sent and said by the state willingly and uncritically. Hello, 1984. A conversation can devolve into presidential talking points. I've seen people even on social media call to follow them only if they've gotten their booster shots. Wait, so you want only to be surrounded by people who think exactly like you? 
That's exactly what it's like to be in a cult. If you don't do the rituals as expected, if your testimony of love and commitment to the master isn't convincing enough, you can be attacked by the whole group. If you waver in faith, if you displease the master, they turn the group on you and an onslaught of slander takes place. Verbal or physical abuse can ensue. Why is it so dangerous to just think and be independent? Because it weakens propaganda. Those voices aren't allowed. I'm not speaking or referring to violence or terrorism. I do not condone either. But thinking for ourselves or saying talking points that we believe based on our own experience seems more and more a threat than ever. There are a few examples here. Here we go. Let's start with looking at GoFundMe. GoFundMe is a for-profit online company payment system for donations on any given legal project. It's a California-based company began by Brad Damp House in 2010 and very popular. Its owner is GoFundMe Incorporated. In 2017, it became the largest crowdfunding platform. It raised $3 billion since 2010. It made $100 million in revenue by 2016. But it is not without controversy. In 2009, an Australian rugby player's fund was terminated by the company for posting something homophobic on social media. That had millions raised. There was a recent protest using trucks, the trucks that carry our stuff between Canada and America, did a protest in Canada and they raised millions on GoFundMe. The Freedom Convoy, they raised $5 million, in fact. That money was frozen and anyone who donated was subject to investigation by Canada. And the thing they were protesting was granted in the end. They were protesting having to show vaccination papers in order to work. They were protesting a mandatory vaccination. Then several correspondences who call them at RT were completely suspended by all channels because RT has Russian connection. I'm not talking about their content. I'm not discussing my beliefs here. Let's focus. The censorship is rampant. And if they censor one, then it's going to set a precedent to censor all. Another example, the doctors who organized the Great Barrington Doctrine to put forth the idea that the handling COVID with incarceration and mandatory masks had not been effective. It's having a very negative effect on people's health. They were reprimanded in public by the National Institute of Health and Dr. Fauci. Look that up. There are algorithms that choke people out based on hashtags and keywords now. So if you post bakery photos and videos, you're not going to get censored. But if you discuss Title 42 immigration or the insurrection or the election or the police problem, you might violate their terms of use on several platforms. Let's discuss it. I encourage you to go to my comments in this post and click on leave a voicemail to be included in next week's episode. You can also do so at my phone number via frankiefilespodcast.com. Don't leave comments on politics, but on censorship. This episode is about propaganda, groupthink, the overt discipline of those who step out of line. It's getting extreme and totalist, just like a cult. But this is only possible due to the deregulation of media by Bill Clinton, and I will get into that later. There's also been a minister of truth set up by the United States uh, White House. This is freaking 1984 stuff. This week that happened. 
They have lost control of the narrative, so more restrictions are needed. We left Afghanistan and immediately went to Ukraine. This was an agenda. It was part of a plan. The Pfizer agenda has been being made public in bits. They own many spots on national news and late-night TV, so they decide what cannot be said. Make a note and look into that. The wealth has continued to shift to a few during the pandemic. More billionaires have been minted, quietly and systematically. Some of these invested in space travel because screw Earth, right? And the billionaires all own media and online payment services. I want to get into that a little bit more. It's not just about GoFundMe. During the last two years, there's been a shocking consolidation of media. I know a lot of you have recently heard about Twitter. Twitter is still listed as a public company, TSLA is their stock market ID. Twitter was founded in 06 by Jack Dorsey and Noah Glass, and Dorsey stepped down a year ago as the CEO. The largest shareholder is actually Vanguard, the second largest Elon Musk, then Morgan Stanley and BlackRock, and then State Street. Elon Musk recently outright bought Twitter, which makes its profit from advertising. But how does... A billionaire own Twitter. Well, there has been a lot of controversy on Twitter, and one of the controversies is silencing of people that are saying things that Twitter doesn't believe in. It's not just about violating their terms of use. It's selective. Here's who's been banned permanently on Twitter just so far. Operation Payback, Anonymous, Guccifer, Alex Jones in InfoWars, Tylib Kweli, the rapper. New York Post, Donald Trump, pretty famous one, January 8th, 2021. Team Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, permanent ban 2021. Mike Lindell, James Okek, Project Veritas, Nation of Islam, Tracker Trial, covering the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Juanita Broderick, the Bill Clinton rape accuser. The Frankie Files, Cults, Mind Control, and Sexuality in Society by Frankie Tease. check it out. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to start a podcast. It has all the tools in one place that you need right from your phone or computer to edit and publish your podcast. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. I'm using it right along with you. Twitter is used by 396 million people worldwide. On a daily use, 206 million use it. 75% of those are not in the U.S. It's the 17th most popular social media in the world. Average age of Twitter user is 25 to 34. Men use Twitter more than women. Six million downloads have been made of the app as of Q4 2020. So as you see, there's a high censorship going on on Twitter. So what will change when Elon Musk buys it? We don't know. 
According to blog.hootsuite.com, Twitter is powered by multiple algorithms, which have been of much discussion, and they decide how content is served. These are about personalization, they say, a stream of tweets from those you follow, plus recommendations based on what you interact with. Now, my only problem with this is that I don't see tweets from anything I don't already know. It creates a bubble. Of course, that bubble makes it easy for me to be propagandized. I'm not seeing views that I don't agree with. Your home timeline is selected for you based on what you've interacted with, and the latest tweets view is more open. Customizable timelines on Twitter include lists, where you put accounts on a specific topic list, like cult podcasts on a list, and you see only those accounts in a feed when you click on that list. Lists are interesting because they can be followed and shared and pinned to your homepage. So if you don't like your feed, you click over to your feed of interest and see only people who are on that list and their posts. I do recommend the list I made on Twitter. So I'm at Frankie T's. The Twitter list is called Cult Podcast. I've added 48 cult podcast shows, which are on Twitter. So that might be of interest to you. There's some notes on having a better experience on Twitter, but back to the issue at hand. The shocking overreach the government and state government have been using during COVID is continuing. You know, before I get into TikTok, there's a recent incident where parents were claiming their daughter was in a dance cult on TikTok and being held against her will. I didn't have time to research that, but please look into it. According to the Channel 5 News, TikTok owner is Zhang Yiming. And in March of 2021, part of the controversy is he was hacking into people's phones using the TikTok app. He locked himself in his home and wouldn't come out. That was the first news article I found. Beijing China Byte Dance owns TikTok in a February 3rd, 22 article at wealthypersons.com. Locally, the app is named Douyin, D-O-U-Y-I-N pronunciation here and out of China, it's called TikTok. The merger in 2018 with musical.ly brought TikTok to USA. And TikTok is very culty. The app is available in 75 languages, is video-based, and is super popular with kids. That's where the asterisk comes in for me. ByteDance, Byte is spelled with a Y, still owns it, and ByteDance is owned by the wealthy Zhang Yimi. Yin and TikTok have been downloaded 1 billion times. TikTok partnered with USA in an NFL contract so they can participate in hashtags and challenges. ByteDance bought Musical.ly for $1 billion. Based in Shanghai, it also has an office in Santa Monica, California. As of May 2022, TikTok is worth $75 billion and was launched only in 2016. So that's pretty quick. So now it's the most downloaded app of all time at 104 million downloads. It was uh, created in India. You know, I've been pretty shocked at the lemming run to participate in TikTok. It's especially used by younger kids to record dance videos and participate in hashtags and challenges contests. Are you guys aware of what your kids are doing? That information is not based in the United States. The White House uh, officially 
asked TikTok influencers to participate. They gathered 30 influencers, very young, to fill them with a message to take back to their followers. Via Newsweek.com, March 16th article, one Gen Z, Ellie Zeller, is an influencer on TikTok. She said, I'm a White House correspondent for Gen Z, she told the Washington Post. The White House called for unity with Ukraine in its war on the call and to blame the high gas prices on Putin. That's the message they wanted to get out. I'm not even going to comment on the war today. So a Chinese-based social media app is being used by the government in the United States to push a narrative about the war between Russia and Ukraine. Nothing weird about that. (coughs) YouTube is suspended and demonetizing broadcasters now. It started during COVID for not having the same views. It's not about the followers, but for saying the wrong thing about COVID or speaking against the war in Ukraine, for not being anti-Putin, or for standing up usually against the Azov Battalion, which are outward neo-Nazi agendists. YouTube is owned by Google. It's called a subsidiary, and a lot of YouTubers make their living doing videos. Instagram has been well covered recently and is owned by Facebook Inc., which has now been renamed Meta. According to WealthyPersons.com, Instagram has come under fire for exploiting eating disorders on youth as young as 10 years old, according to an April 2020 article written by Isabella Simonetti. Facebook purchased Instagram in 2012, two years after its inception, for $1 billion in cash. Facebook has 1 billion users. Its net worth is $110 billion in 2022. Instagram revenue is 20 billion. Moving on, The Sun UK reports that Reddit is a highly used app founded by the husband of Serena Williams named Alexis Ohanian. Co-founder Steve Huffman remains the CEO as Ohanian quit Reddit in 2020 to protest the death of George Floyd. A scandal took place when in 2015, a hacker posted nude photos on Reddit of actress Jennifer Lawrence and other sites. Reddit has 52 million daily users and 100,000 discussion groups. In 2021, users of Wall Street Bets subreddit, which has 4.7 million members, urged people to buy and hold GameStop shares, which punished short sellers with scathing prices, effectively stopping GameNet from going bust. Shares went from 29 to 492 a share, January 28, 2021, costing those who bet the shares would tank a pretty penny. The Huffington Post also reported that way back in 2016, Steve Huffman, the founder, personally edited comments users posted about him on Reddit. Oh, the power. Next, the story on PayPal. PayPal is an online money platform owned by Peter Thiel. PayPal is traded under stock market ID PYPL. Owner Peter Thiel, according to Wikipedia, is worth $21 billion to date. In 2021, he was reported by The Guardian as hiding $5 billion tax-free in a nest egg retirement account per ProPublica that was an IRA. He then used the tax-free money to invest in Facebook and Palantir 
technology. Businessinsider.com reports that Thiel is German-born, moving to U.S. at age one. Thiel was a derivatives trader at Credit Suisse. PayPal merged with Elon Musk's X.com and sold in 2002 for $1.5 billion. Thiel Angel invested in Facebook. Thiel invested in using fraud detection to detect terrorism. He was a VC at his firm Founders Fund, and he's not a fan of Twitter. He's been an investor in 80 companies like LinkedIn, Yammer, and Yelp. He wants to cure aging. He supports the Immortality Project, and he's been quoted as being pro-Bitcoin. But some recent news shows him flexing his power to ban users from expressing their opinions and getting paid by supporters for non-propagandist views. The Frankie Files, Cults, Mind Control, and Sexuality in Society by Frankie Tees. Via CaitlinJohnstone.com, she reported that some of the accounts blocked were simply no war. Caleb Maupin, Menar Adley, and Ellen McLeod of Mint Press are recent victims. Mint Press have called it an intellectual no-fly zone. PayPal has previously criticized and blocked Palestinians from using its platform. Caitlin asserts, why should cash transactions be subject to political censorship? In 2010, PayPal froze Julian Assange out first. He was the first. Due to publishing material on USA war, the Iraq war, he leaked from informants showing the bombing of children in Iraq. So they went against the narrative and are driven to Patreon or other platforms for being against the U.S. involvement in the Russia-Ukraine war. So here we are again. They're not just sanctioning Putin, folks. This censorship of journalism, this banning of books in schools, hello, Fahrenheit 451, this sanctioning of media producers not reporting White House talking points is really happening. Bezos, who systematically obliterated brick-and-mortar bookstores to enrich his business and is famous for union-busting and punishing those who take bathroom breaks at his Amazon warehouses, is also in the media mogul billionaire game. At a 2020 article at ICTSD.com, Bezos bought Washington Post and their .com for $250 million. He's invested in his own Nash Holdings, Inc., the Bezos Family Foundation, and he holds significant stake in Uber, Google, Airbnb, Altos Labs. He owns Blue Origin, the rocket company, owns AWS Elemental, which is Amazon Web Services, where over 50% of online businesses have to host their site if they want to sell online. None of this incredible consolidation compliance could take place without the deregulation of federal communications, which stated in 96 by Bill Clinton, let any communications business compete in any market against any other. Bill Clinton deregulated the cable industry with this bill and lifted the cap on radio station ownership. In The Hill 2016, the Telecom Act, the public got more media concentration, less diversity, and higher prices. So getting into that, you can see that a few wealthy people in the world control our very perceptions of the world. 
How do we get our media? Well, let's talk about it. Time Warner owns HBO, TNT, TBS, True TV, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, TCM, the WB. CBS owns CBS Sports, CBS News, The CW, Showtime, Viacom, BET, MTV, Nickelodeon, CMT, Comedy Central, Spike TV, VH1, Logo. NBC owns The Weather Channel, MSNBC, Sci-Fi, NBC News, USA, Chiller, Bravo, Hulu. But that whole list is owned by Disney. Also, AMC, WeTV, IFC, Sundance, Hearst, ESPN2, ESPN, and ESPN Classic. Disney also owns ABC, ABC Daytime, ABC Entertainment, ABC News, and ABC Family. We're truly being offered the illusion of choice, and we're paying for it. But Reed Hastings is the co-founder and current CEO of Netflix. Hastings has acquired a $5.2 billion net worth from Netflix. I know I haven't covered all U.S. media and streaming like Apple, but you can clearly see the consolidation of media and now the bold censorship, the banning, and we haven't even talked about shadow banning. The billionaires have all the control over the little people. The first step of breaking mind control is realizing it's happening. And from this cult survivor, I got to say, People are acting really culty right now. Coercive control in a cult also must offer the illusion of choice to accomplish its goals. How is this any different? So guys, I hope you enjoyed the information today. Join me on my new Substack at frankietees.substack.com, which covers timely news on cults, which there's a lot of. <laughs> it's going to shock you. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to help the show grow and stay around. It is our first year. Check me out on Twitter at Frankie Tees, on Reddit at Frankie Tees, on PayPal at Frankie Tees if you choose to donate. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.